everyone is a star child made of stardust and the infinite potential of the universe. This extraordinary fearless something in each of us clamors for freedom from the bonds of fear, conformity, and an ordinary life. Welcome to Dr. Durr's Living in the Sweet Spot, where practical tools and solutions from the intersection of mind-body medicine, science, and spiritual well-being awaken and empower you to live out your infinite potential, to live life in the sweet spot. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Dr. Valen A. Durr. And here in the sweet spot, we talk about those things that that really matter, that take you deep, that awaken and empower you through mental wealth defined as brain health, plus transformative thinking as the gateway to the greatest demonstration of your infinite potential. I believe that everything in the physical universe that we see, that we experience, that we encounter, is just the infinite potential of the universe organized in a particular physical form. And because of that, I think that we all are infinite potential. We have infinite potential because we are infinite potential. And because we are infinite potential, we get to decide how we want to use that potential to demonstrate and create our experiences of this life. My guest today, Hillary Burns, teaches people how keeping it real, how being their real authentic selves helps to free themselves in order to create the life that they love. Hillary graduated from the Wharton Business School. She was also the vice president of Drexel Burnham, which was a Wall Street firm. She was a manager at Arthur Young, and she is also has been a systems consultant for internationally in Germany. So today I want to have you welcome my guest and joining me is Hillary Burns, the creator and host of the Getting Real with Hillary show. <laughs> hey there. How are you doing? How are you doing? You know what? Great. This conversation is is um overdue. It's long overdue. And I'm so glad that you're with me today and in, in order to do this, because I think that, you know, that what you, the work that you do about bringing your, or I should say, bringing our real authentic selves to this experience that we call life in order to have the life we love, as you, as you like to say it, you know, the life that we long for freeing ourselves from conformity, right? Conformity and the, and the, and the bonds of conformity and fear um, is, is just so essential and, um, and necessary and necessary. So, so, so thank So thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. And why would you say it's necessary? I'm just curious. I know why it's necessary, but why do you say that? Okay. So it's necessary because every part of the whole 
has has its role and its contribution. So keeping it simply, the way I say it is this. I think a lot of people, you know, uh, are, say, the, the liver that longs to be the heart. And what I mean by that is, is, is simply that um, if I'm the liver that longs to be the heart, number one, I want to be something that I was never designed in purpose for. And if I'm trying to be something other than what I am, then I'm going to find myself lacking, uh, inadequate. I'm going to judge myself harshly. But the other part of it is, is that I'm also not going to be doing what it is I was designed and purposed for. And so therefore the whole misses out on that, that vital function. And you know, I, another way that I, another way that I say it is, is that, um, uh, is, is, is that Dwayne Wade, is he sitting over in the corner crying someplace because he's not, uh, small enough to be about, he's not built to be a ballerina. No, he was, he was taking what he was taking, what he was made and designed for and using that to the, to the, to the best of his ability. Right. And another simple way of saying it is as much as people talk down on the, uh, on, on the anus, let that sucker back up and see if you ain't got some problems. <laughs> All right. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's the stinky job. Nobody wants it. But the problem is, again, if you backed up, you know, not only may you get constipated, but you're going to get sick. And if it, and it's not not taking if that's not relieved, you can, you know, you can end up dying. Right. So right. just keeping it simple, keeping it real. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Before there was this huge plane. I don't know if you heard it. It was like a military aircraft going over here. So I couldn't hear anything. So. That's why I was looking like I was being attacked. Felt like no, we you're good. You're you're good. You're good. Okay, good. All right, good. So, so what should we talk about here? So, so we're talking. So we're talking about your important message of okay. getting real, right? Your your show, getting real with yeah. Hillary. All right. Well, let me tell you about when I wasn't real, and I wrote this. My first book is called "The Second Piece of French Toast." Wow. And that was, yeah, that was when it's a memoir. And what had happened was I kind of, uh, well, I was numbing myself. I, I, I thought I was fine. You know, I was just like, fine, I'll be pleasant and ple people pleasing and all that. And really I woke up one day, 30 pounds heavier, realized I had been numbing myself and I didn't like my life. And so the first part of getting real was. So, so was it numbing yourself it. with what? Oh, food and alcohol. I mean, you know, basics okay. um okay. but i just the basics you know your emotional eight right um and so okay. you know but i didn't realize it i thought oh, I had, all i had to do was lose weight and i'd be happy again but really it was that i wasn't in touch with my feelings at all i felt uncomfortable i'd grab something nachos and margaritas you know that was my one of my favorites so so that was the first part of getting real was really admitting that you know what? I don't really like what I was married. I didn't like the relationship. I didn't like my life. I didn't like our finances. And so that was part of right was writing the book. It took me seven years to get in touch with, you know, what I really wanted and to, and being able to eventually say that I wanted to get divorced. That was not easy. That was uh, not what I had planned. You know, I had to go through a lot of um, 
judgments I had about it. But really, my soul came through. And my soul, I would say, took me through that process because things just happened that had me file. I filed myself. I didn't have a lawyer. I just did it. And I came out like miraculously without any debt and being free. And that took something that took getting real and not living in these false expectations that I had of myself that you don't do that. You stay, you stick with it, you know? So, so that was the first time when I really got real. And then I, another thing that happened was I, I used to spend a lot of time fixing myself because I thought I was negative. You know, my, my ex used to say, well, you're just upset. You're the most upset person I know. You're just always upset. And I thought, you know, there was something wrong with that. So I was always trying to fix it. And then one day um, I was in a course and they said, well, you know, what if you didn't spend all your time fixing yourself? What would you do? I was like, what do you mean? Like I could actually be the way I am. And so who knew? (laughs) Yeah. Like that was never, that was kind of weird, but okay, let's try it. Try it on. Right. And what came to me was being an inspiring or entertaining storyteller just came Mm. to my mind. And I was like, well, that would be fun. Right. Because people always used to say you should tell stories. And, but in the next second, it was like, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. You know, so the judgment came in the old patterns, you know, what will people think? That's the thing. When I realized, you know, I'm a people pleasing, pleasant, phony who tries to have people like me and puts on this whole fake persona of being nice when not always nice. I pretend to be, but I'm not. And it's exhausting trying to be someone other than who you are. So that's where the getting real with Hillary uh, YouTube channel came from because I was just talking about it. I didn't know what to do. And my daughter, my daughter was like, well, why don't you start a YouTube channel? And I was like, well, what's that? <laughs> so so what's figured that? out. And when, when was that? That was, um, might've been, I don't know. It was either 2017 or 2019. I can't remember. 2019 was right before the pandemic. Okay. Like, I don't, yeah. The years are getting <laughs> scarily enough. So it was one of those years, um, might've been 19, but I, my book was published in 2019. I know that December, right before the pandemic, it might've been right before that. So it hasn't been that long, but I just started recording stuff and putting my real self out there. The real, you know, I'm not good. I'm a troublemaker deep inside. I love making trouble. I love making people laugh. I love dirty jokes. I love all that stuff. But you know, when I'm my little good self, I'm not that, you know, I try to be good. I try to become whoever I need to be with that person. Right. And it's boring and it's exhausting. So being that Mm -hmm. self and, you know, hit hitting send or publish each time was like, what are people going to think? And gradually I just kept doing stuff anyway. And you know what? I don't know what they're going to think. And I can't, I can't prevent them from thinking whatever they think. Right. And and people come up with some of the craziest mess and, and, yeah. and some of the stuff that they think. Right. So, so that was like how that was all started. You know, I had a blog, I had all sorts of stuff. I've tried a lot of things. 
um, because I just love telling stories, you know, and, and putting my, I decided to use myself as a human guinea pig. So, because I figured, well, if I'm struggling with this, maybe other people are too, you know, maybe not everybody's Pollyanna positive and they need some negative Nellies, right? <laughs> well, you didn't like this when I said this, I'm a half empty kind of girl. <laughs> Oh Lord. So and it's not but, that, but it's that's not, natural, but it's okay. Like I don't have to fix that. I can just make humor with it. It's funny. And there might be other people who are the same who think there's something wrong with them that I can say, no, it's okay. We're supposed to be this way. It's a gift, you know? So that's the whole thing is turning. And this book, this this book isn't published yet, but this one is your bullshit is your blessing. And this one talks about that, how we can take what we think is what's wrong with us and use it as a gift and actually have fun with it instead of, you know, having shame and thinking we need to hide it. And this will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, so that's where I just put, you know, I've spent my time developing these tools and techniques for creating freedom because I certainly wasn't free being a People pleasing, pleasant phony was not very free at all. So every time I come up with a new technique, it could be anything, anything. I love taking courses. I love reading. I love learning. And the more techniques I have, I try to share them with other people. So that's where that book came from. Are you on it? All right. While I'm on a roll, here's my second book that I just, that's not a lovely picture. Yeah. It's a anyway. beautiful picture, Hillary. And two Hillary people. Are, so this Hillary are no Burns. Yeah, Hillary, because I didn't want to be confused with the other Hillary Burnses. But so this took something to put that picture on there. I had two people tell me, you have to change your picture. Why? Well, it doesn't look like you anymore. Well, it never did <laughs> look like that. So, you know, the, all those kind of comments, worrying about what people think. Here it comes again. Maybe I should. Should I? Am I too old? Do I have too many wrinkles? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, all that stuff is like shedding that and getting back to trusting myself. But this book is about real talk. This book, the subtitle is How to Say the Things You've Never Said So You Can Have the Things You've Always Wanted. And it's about getting that stuff out that we don't say because we don't want to hurt somebody. We don't think we should. We have rules. We learned as a kid. You don't say that stuff. All those things have us stuck. So that's what this book is about. So, so, my, so, so, so yeah. give me an instance. And, and, and I think um, that that book, of course, is, is very much, you know, an extension of or the show is an extension of the book in terms of, you know, the Getting Real with Hillary show where, mm -hmm. you know, when, you know, when you said that, again, that you come up with these, you know, these techniques that help people free themselves to create the lives that they want. And that in this case, people get to tell their own, their own, you know, their own unique, I said their own unique, wonderful, authentic Story. stories. Yeah. That and and in telling by telling those their own stories, their own wonderful stories, that they actually inspire themselves. They they inspire and they empower themselves. So what are like what are some of the things that 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 people say that that's real, that's authentic, that, um, you know, that, that power, that, you know, inspires and empowers themselves. Well, part of the show is talking about things that people don't talk about. Mm -hmm. So some of these people have never really spoken about the things they're talking about, like being adopted. I had some people, 
you know, a couple of people who've been in jail, a um, couple who've lost children, um, some, I mean, just amazing stories that they don't have a chance to tell or, you know, they're ashamed. A lot of times when you don't say, well, I, let me go back a sec. I did this thing when I first said something that I didn't think I could say and got free. Uh, and I presented it at a conference for global transformation. And what I did was I had people come and put something that they've never said on a sticky note anonymously. And then, you know, we just put them on the wall. Right. Mm -hmm. And people reported freedom. Like one guy said he had this problem for years. And after putting it down on the sticky note, he went and got help. Um, other people said stuff like, I know someone who was murdered. I know someone who's, uh, no, someone who murdered someone. Yeah. So things that they've never told anybody, things that were shameful, things that they were hiding inside of them. And it was, you know, it keeps you from really being alive. So that's when I said, wow, what if we talk about things that people don't talk about because it gets us free. And if you know Brene, Brene Brown, she she's like a shame shame researcher. And um, the things that we don't say, you know, they become secrets. And it, I think, my feeling is it impacts your vitality. So by having people tell their stories, you know, they start first of all getting it out, and b getting in touch with what touch with what's great about themselves and their accomplishments, and they get a whole new perception of who they are. And then if there's anyone listening who's also, maybe someone else has been in jail, maybe someone else was adopted and they don't talk about it, then they, that can inspire them to start talking about it, to get freedom and to, you know, if there's actions they need to take, get into action. Right. So, you know, so one of the things that then, I mean, you brought up a number of really great points, uh, but one of the things you mentioned, um, Brene Brown. And so in, in terms of the research that she does, because I think that's also one of the, the the great benefits that she brings because she's a researcher, that she, some of these concepts, which people may not seem, kind of seem kind of abstract, brings research to support, you know, um, the validity of it. And so one of the things that's important for people to distinguish is there's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is, um, I've done something wrong. Shame is, I am wrong. And um, for me, identity is such a huge, um, important, it's, it's foundational, really. To me, it's it's foundational to your life because and it's like the, the foundation of a building. If the foundation is off, so is the building. If your foundation is off in terms of your identity, then your, then your life's expressions are, are off because the fruit is consistent with the seed. You plant apples, you're going to get apples. If you plant apple seeds, you're not going to get peaches. So um, if you think that you're a horrible, terrible person, then guess what kind of life you're going to have? One that's, cons that's consistent with that. And so I, I think it's, it's important that, again, that we recognize that who we are is not what I do or what was done to me, that we're, depending upon your belief system, we're either human beings, um, um, uh, or spiritual beings, not human doings or spiritual doings. And so if you recognize that the things that I do or things that were done to me, that because I am not that, 
then that can be changed in the in the next time, right? In the next moment. But who I am as a unique expression of the universe, uh, organized in the energy of that organized to appear as me, that that wonderfulness remains. And because the wonderfulness remains, then there's nothing again that's quote unquote wrong with me. So I don't need to fix what doesn't need fixing, i.e. me. I can, I can, I can quote unquote fix or change my thinking, my perspective, my doings, but who I am is already uniquely wonderful. So in that context, I can feel guilt if I do something harmful, but but not shame because someone abused me or someone abandoned me or someone neglecting me. That's just their behavior towards me and doesn't reflect my own unique wonderfulness and value. So I think that's also um, the, the importance of that. And then, you know, the other thing you brought up, I call it, you know, in terms of our brain is the little fear monger, right? That, that little part of the brain that is trying to keep the body safe, it focuses on keeping the body safe. And if your first priority is keeping your body safe, then your purpose will suffer. And your purpose suffers because you can't serve two masters. You can't, you cannot serve the master of ensuring the body's safety um, and then serve also your authentic self at the same time, right? So again, we we are we are these unique beings in this in this in this shell of a body, like the driver in a car. So if I'm busy um, telling what saying what I need to say and being who I need to be in order to, as you say, you know, please other people, i.e., be accepted, i.e., ensure my safety, because that's part of what being in in the group and the crowd is, right? Is ensuring my safety. But at what cost if I'm not my authentic self, if I'm not true, if I'm not being real, if I'm not keeping it real, right? If I'm not telling, if I'm not telling the, if I'm not telling the truth. Right. And uh, one of the things you said, you know, if things have happened to people, um, like I had a, seems crazy, but an evolutionary astrology reading Hmm. and so no, so what's, it, what's an evolutionary astrology reading? I think I know what that is, but but please share. So you go to your past lives mm. and you see. So I had this one relationship that I just didn't make any sense. And why couldn't I let go of it? You know, and she was like, oh, that's just your karma. Because So when she, it sounds crazy. Okay, but whatever. If it makes sense. Okay. So in my past lives, I wasn't treated well. I was killed. I was sold. I was doing, you know, all sorts of things. So being treated badly was normal. So that was my karma in this lifetime was to, uh, what do you call it? Elevate it, get past that, clear it up or whatever the term is, you know? So that's why I would attract it again. And until I can clear that karma out, it will keep happening. It doesn't even matter that it was him. So I pay your karmic debt. Yeah, or clear it. I don't even know what the word is, but like what you were saying, you know, if bad things have happened to people, that could be their karma and that could be their purpose in this lifetime is to elevate that, is to get beyond it. Now you could stay a victim. I was a victim for a long time. It's not a very powerful place. It's like a comfortable place in some way with your suffering, um, but it's not powerful. 
And mm-hmm. in order to, you know, even in, in my book, the, the pink one, you know, what, the, the time when I really turned things around was when I ter- took my power back. You know, I was, you know, suffering over finances. Well, when I finally went and opened up my own account and started putting money away and didn't necessarily tell my ex, you know, who was my husband at the time, that's when I got my power back. I, you know, my little construct in my mind was you can't do that. It's not right. It's not honest. But my soul did it anyway. And that's when I got my power back. So there's we have these little constructs of what we can or can't do. And, um, but I did it anyway, and that's where I got free. So when we can bust out of those constructs, you know, some are societal, some are, uh, cultural, you know, you can do this, you can't do that. But when you can break out of it and do your real self, there's freedom and it's uncomfortable. I, I compare it to, there's a Michael Singer book. The untethered soul, untethered soul. Yes, it's the best. And he he compares it to going a dog going through an electronic fence. So you bump up against, you know, it's like painful. But if you go through the discomfort, you get to freedom on the other side. But it takes something because we're used to uh, we're used to bumping up against it and stopping. We back up because oh, so, so something doesn't feel right. But when you can press forward, like that first time I published the YouTube, boom, I got through the electronic fence by hitting send or publish or whatever it was, you know, just doing it, even though it's uncomfortable, that's how we become real. So, you know, I love that the electric fence, (laughs) not electronic fence. Yeah. That that is, I love that. That is, that is awesome. Right. (laughs) Because it is so it is so appropriate uh, uh, and such a great such a great metaphor for yeah. um, when we stop ourselves from moving through that which is painful, difficult, or uncomfortable. And how often do I hear people saying that making change is hard? And my response to them is. Well, it's hard how you live in now. So which hard do you want right. <laughs> to, stay, to stay stuck in the hard that is and will not change unless you make some changes? Or do you want the hard of doing the work that you consider hard and difficult, but gets you to the place that you want to be? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the, which which hard do you want? Uh, right. Well, you yeah. know what? Speak, speaking up, when I my first story that well, sort of my first story, but when I was, my ex used to, I used, I was upset for like a couple of years. He used to call me his wife. I'm like, I'm not your, I'm not your wife. But I said that inside my head. I didn't say it out loud. Uh And when someone said, after I finally said something after two years, why don't you speak up? And I was like, you know, what if he gets mad? We still have the kids, you know, it was just like very uncomfortable. But one day I said, you know what? I can't stand this anymore. And I said, you know, I want to tell you something. I don't know how to say it. And I started crying and he's like, what? And I said, hey, when you call me your wife, I'm not your wife. And he goes, oh, okay, then I won't. And I was like, well, that was easy. It was gone. Mm-hmm. So while it took two years to say it, it was gone in about two seconds and then I was free. And that's the kind of thing. Like we have these 
constructs of the electric fence, but it's not a real thing. I mean, I think with the dog, it is. They actually get chucked, but we don't. We just have to move through it and say it, even though something's going, don't. But we do it anyway, and then we get free. Yeah, it's a, it's a, to your point, it, it's, it, it feels physical. It, it exists feels physical. only in our minds, but, but, it, but and it that's feels in our imagination, physical. right? Yeah. In our imagination. And, um, but the fact that it exists in our minds and our imaginations, therefore it becomes our reality. And that's how people are living their own realities, despite the fact that um, we're different people, right? And despite the fact that a certain something is what it is, but we have, you know, different experiences of it. And, you know, one of my, um, one of my, my intentions too, is to try to help people see the, the connections of things and that how sometimes we're having the same conversation, but using different languages. So, mm -hmm. you know, what I say in terms of when it comes to spirituality and science, to me, they are different languages for the same thing. So the way that you, when in English, we call it a door. In Spanish, we call it la puerta. In French, it's la porte. But there's, so there are different languages describing the same object. And to me, that's what science and reality, excuse me, science and spirituality are. And the, and the reason I bring that point up in particular was because I wanted to go back to what you were saying about, about past lives. So mm. how I connect this, that spiritual, right? to the physical, um, I mean, the, to the science is that um, the first law of thermodynamics is energy can neither be created nor destroyed, it just transforms, i.e. changes into a different physical form. So because everything in the universe at its core, at its essence is energy, that means the energy that we are, some people would say, you know, soul or, you know, whatever term that you want to use for it that energy cannot be destroyed. So just because the physical body stops functioning, mm -hmm. the energy of the soul remains. So if that's the case, that energy can either be created nor destroyed. It just transforms, changes forms. To me, then it makes sense then that, that the energy of the soul would then incarnate into another body at another time. So, to, to, so from that perspective, one in the science of it, right? <laughs> to me, there's incarnation, but a reincarnation, but there's also, um, I've had um, conversations with the creator. And so, you know, you, you have, you have your book and then, and then I, and I have, I have, I have my book, heaven abound, oops, heaven about heaven abounds in you, the journey to joy. Yes. Heaven abounds yeah, oh, in wow. the, journey, the journey to joy. If I could get into the frame, right. Yeah, having right. a thousand pretty joy. And the reason I'm showing that is because um is in its in its in its on Amazon, um, is the fact that included in there um are conversations with the creators. Matter of fact, the title Heaven Abounds in You comes from one of those conversations when he said he said to me, you know, heaven abounds in you. And I was like, oh, that's a great, that's a great title. <laughs> you know, in 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 use. And, um, and I didn't think it was because the word abounds and, and it wasn't. So I, you know, very much am, am, uh, 
connected to, to connected to my spiritual. Now that does not mean that um, that that I don't lose a side of it. Or as, as God says, I said I forget, and God said, No, you don't forget. You just you just disconnect. Now that you're <laughs> reconnected, you just flow. Um, but I, I certainly have my moments in my times where I disconnect. Um, but but the point is, is I remember in um, a conversation, you know, asking asking God what was going to become of a relationship that I was in, and a few hours later, God says to me, this is not your first lifetime together. This is not your last lifetime together. There will be others. And, and I was like, okay, I'm done wondering about reincarnation. Um, and then um, several months later, um, a, a mom came in with, um, you know, with, with her adult um with her uh, adult child. And I was focused on connecting and in the focusing on the connecting, um, she, you know, she was like, I, you know, I was thinking about you. I said, I was thinking about you too. And you could feel the connection made. And then Hillary, guess what was the next thing she said? Have, have you ever thought you lived another lifetime? <laughs> So, wow. yeah. So she and I go on to have that conversation and um, about her lifetime. And, you know, spirit speaks to us if we're open because spirit, you know, if you call it energy intelligence, um, you know, if you want to call it God, what you want to call it, you know, Allah, Buddha, whatever you want to call it, there is the, you know, the, the creative force of the universe that is the essence of everything connecting everything organized in a, in a physical way to become us the air the water and everything and so it always is it is eternal as as the essence of our being is 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 always eternal so we just in and, and so after that conversation with her i went home i was meditating and looking for myself in time needless to say i found myself so it's, it's, um, you know, and, and then have seen myself, why that particular person, why we were so connect, we've been so connected to each other. And he came to help me this lifetime because of our previous connections with was the same kind of bond and the same kind of, of connection in the sense of us loving and helping and supporting each other and being there. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, that that energy persists and carries on and continues, like you said, and shows up in subsequent in subsequent lifetimes. And so, if we choose to go, I'm not touching that electric fence that I've created in my mind, and I need to dumb myself down. I need to minimize myself. I need to, in order to try to fit in with the herd right? Then we lose the essence of the, the unique, wonderful uh, being that we are, that beauty, that brilliance, that creativity. And so we kind of, like I said, get caked over with the layers of life and forgetting forgetting who we are. And then that inauthenticity, um, it's, it's going to get painful. It's going to get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 yeah. um, that's the price we pay for not being, for not being real. So right. it's, it's, um, so you were talking about some of the stories, some of the, your guests have shared. 
and, you know, and also talking about your own journey. So, you know, so what is that, you know, what is that, what is that, you know, looking like for you at this time in terms of, you know, some of the work that, some of the work that you actually do, you you talked about the storytelling, but what's some of the other things that you do in order to, you know, help people get real? Yeah, well, I have a course um, called Getting Unstuck mm-hmm. and people would come and, you know, they were stuck and they would come. It was an eight week course. And, um, you know, they just by, you know, so, sometimes just the first step of talking about it, you know, mm-hmm. getting it out of our heads, like what you were saying, if when it's in our heads and we're not speaking it, it is the truth or it seems like the truth. And we live as if it's the truth. But once we get it out and um, the second week or the third week, you know, they tell their story and I say, you know, pretend you're on Dr. Phil, just get it all out. And, you know, we never do that. We never just get it all out because we're not supposed to or we're supposed to be positive or whatever. And by getting it out, I say, first, you're puking it out and then we can create something new. So you're making room to create what you want by getting, you know, to create on top of it, you know, like I used to. I used to try to accept myself, you know, but I was accepting it even though it was wrong. (laughs) So it never worked. But when I could finally just like get out, well, what are the things that are so terrible? When I finally got them out of my mouth, they weren't so bad. But then I could create really freshly from scratch without on top of the wrongness, you know? can Can I ask a question? Because in listening to you kind of throughout, I think, one of the biggest issues in terms of really a tool is, or the thing to do is to stop judging ourselves. I mean, that's, that's, I, you're not using those words, but to, but to me, that's what I keep hearing kind of as the thread throughout what you're saying. Well, I don't think we'll ever stop, but so for me, you know, sometimes I, it's like, oh, there it is again. I can just allow it. And once I can allow it, oh, here we go again. You know, today, I think I told you, I, I did a little TikTok saying I'm a vengeful psycho bitch right now, you know, and I, but, you know, cause I knew I shouldn't wait, be. Wait, wait, I should, wait, wait, wait. I, I should be wait. nice. What? I mean, and I thought it was something when one of my dear friends, he would say to me, he's like, you're a shit stirrer. That's what he calls me. Right. And I thought that right. was, you know, cause I, cause I, cause you stir up, you stir up the muck. Right. And I thought yeah. that was something, but today, oh, you're on a whole new level. Hillary. Yes. Because I, you know, I was with this guy for work and, you know, I went out of my way twice all over there, blah, 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 giving myself and, you know, the little person says oh you know I said well let's do this and he goes oh no I have to go hang out with my mother and I'm just like you know I immediately go you ungrateful whatever and and so on the way home rather than pretend I wasn't feeling that way I did a little that's what that's my therapy is I do tiktoks and I post them and I just said you know right now I'm a vengeful psycho bitch and I want him to pay for this you know but once I said it I could start laughing and I was totally over it I was over it so by being able to say being able to accept it but not pretend I'm not which I used to do I used to well that's okay you know, I would let people abuse me and treat me like crap and never say anything because I'm nice. I didn't want to be high maintenance, all this crap. And I, I didn't have very 
good relationships because I was treated poorly because I allowed it. Because I wasn't allowed to feel anything other than pretending, you know, if that makes sense. So being able to well, I say, think, I, 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 so one, let me just say this. I, I think nobody can disallow you to feel what you feel. Um, I, I think but it's I used to, I, yeah, I, that, I I'm saying, but nobody it. else can, but I'm saying, but nobody right. else can, uh, you're in control of what you feel. Um, however, I certainly get the fact that, you know, because here's the thing, a lot of folks, again, and not taking ownership will say, you make me feel, you right. know, bad or you make me feel, right, 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 right. But, and I'm going to go, can I make you be an astronaut? No. So since I can't make you be an astronaut, right. I can't make you feel anything. Right. The feeling is, is, how, is, your, is your response to your experience of me. That being, right. that being said, obviously, um, uh, and I wasn't, it, right. I oh, wasn't know. allowing myself to be mm -hmm. real. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. pretending. And so since, you know, this bullshit book, really was fun to do because I brought like being negative. I made it cool, you know, like being fun. Like we could play with it. Like, let's go complain. You know, all the things that like when you're trying to be Miss Prissy Pot, I would never complain. You know, I would never be vengeful, <laughs> but I was. But So it was all on top of it, you know, if that makes sense. So being able to play with it, being able to say it and then play with it, I can laugh now. I can right. accept it. I can allow it. Allowing is a big word. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, giving, in terms of giving yourself permission. Yeah. So I think the other thing to too that, that you're doing in terms of the, um, even in the TikTok or other things, like you said, you're allowing yourself to think and feel what you think and feel, but then, but then you also discharge the energy of it by the, the to TikTok or the writing it, like you said, on the post it and, and putting it up, you, yep. you know, um, uh, uh, anonymously, because it, then of course, since it's anonymous, people won't know it's you and therefore won't judge you. Um, uh, and, and you mean with the sticky notes? Is yes. that what you mean? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, right. it's being, it's being processed. It's, it's a, it's a way of being processed. And 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 let and let me just say just also something about what you what you posted on TikTok today. I think from what you what you described, I think that that uh, that description is 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 more in keeping with the character in Fatal Attraction than it is you. Yeah. No, I know, but being able to allow myself to be her for a couple minutes was really fun. Well, you know, minus the yeah. knife, right? Minus the knife. Yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> minus the breaking it. and it entering. Gone, but it was disappeared once I got to say it and then laugh about it. But that's why I said. But that's why I said minus. I said minus the knife. Yeah, minus the breaking and entering, right? Well, what I found is when we or me can allow myself. I'll talk about me. When I can allow myself to feel, whether it's sadness, anger, frustration, really feel it. It only lasts about two seconds or one. It's quick when you don't block it and resist it. So if you're mad, you're saying, ah, I'm so mad. Oh, okay, thank you. I'm good. You know, but if you block it, you could be mad. I could be mad for 18 years, you know, pretending not to be. It's fine. You know, ask my kids when I was 
they were growing up, I was not a happy person. I mean, I was doing the best I could, but it wasn't. I was always, there was always something wrong. And, you know, what? Well, come on, who left the lights on? Who did this? And they would be like, God, we were enjoying our day before you came in. What? Ooh, ooh. I was like, thought I was the good one. No, but, you know, I would bring <laughs> this mood. Something wasn't okay. And uh, something's wrong. You know, it's not fun to be around. It doesn't feel good. But I, until I could recognize it or until I became conscious of it. It's just the way I was. I wasn't so, even aware until they so, said that. So finding some way to release that energy. So whether it's, it's um, so one, um, allowing yourself to, um, to feel it, to think it, feel it, right? Giving yourself permission to allow it. Um, two, then finding some, um, I, I would say constructive way to express it in order to really, in order to release that energy and not being stuck in it. You know what, when I did my, when I first started my show, I had three steps awareness. Mm -hmm. So until you're even aware, it's just life. So first you become aware, then like I accepted it. Okay. I'm aware. I feel like a vengeful psycho bitch. Okay. Now I'm accepting myself as a vengeful psycho bitch and then action. I can laugh now. I can move on. I can I can just forget about it. I don't even know if that's an action, but I, you know, I didn't have to get him back. Um, because he wasn't even doing anything. He's just going to beat his mother. I mean, what's your problem, bitch? You know, but it was like, how dare you? You know, it was just that first reaction. I I could have it. And then I could take action to say, hey, we'll do it on Monday. Not a problem. Okay. Okay. And so, yeah. And, and, and so just, and just for any, any, any of my listeners, I just, I you know, want to say, because I'm one of those folks who's very much about that we are beings that yeah. identifying as the B word is oh. for me, for me is, is, is not something I'm going to do. And it's <laughs> not something that is, is okay for other people to do towards me. Just, just, just being real, just being real clear about that, boundary issue for me <laughs> you mean is that no yeah that ain't okay you don't like that okay no and you know what people have people have normal people have normalized uh, and normalized it and made it a positive um I guess it's some way to reclaim it I I, I get what they're doing I just know that that's not who I am so right. well I would like well, I would let the B words take advantage of me for mm -hmm. my whole life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not speak up. So me not allowing the B words to do that has been a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And, I, mean, and I was almost blackmailed at work by one. And thankfully, I said, nope, no. I almost said yes, but I said no, because I was, I'm nice. You know, I'm just trying to keep her happy, blah, blah, blah. She was nasty. So, you know, there is a fine line too on the other side. But And so here's the other thing to, just the, thing. the other thing that what you're, yeah. but here's the other thing, what you're saying for someone like that, there's never anything in your niceness that you're going to do that's going to um, uh, get her to stop. Right. It's never going to get her to stop. And right. 
you know, like the bully who, who chases you uh, at some point, if you don't stop running from the bully, what's going to happen is the bully keeps chasing you. And at some point you're going to have to stop. Um, you, at some point you're going to have to stop and say, um, you have to stop and you have to fight right now. Fighting doesn't necessarily in this case li mean literally throwing hands, um, but in, in your case, you have to you have to put up the, the boundaries to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, the other thing, too, that I have found is that really we mistreat ourselves first before we allow other people to. And because if I think I'm not good enough, not deserving, then when you show up and treat me badly, then you're just treating me in a way that's consistent with what I think about what I, what I think I'm I'm older do or deserve. Right. Right. Because if if my if I'm that I'm a good person and that it's not okay for you to call me the B word or, or do other things like that, then I'm gonna draw a line in the sand and I'm gonna set the limits and the boundaries with you. And I'm gonna tell you that's not okay. And I'm gonna tell you the consequence of continue to do so, if you know what I mean. So so yeah. so, so so what is so I wasn't so, calling you one. Did hmm? you think I was calling you one? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Okay. You were talking about yourself. No, no, no. You were, you were talking about you. That was real. That was really clear. I'm just, I, what I wanted to do though, for the, for the audience is just, um, you know, share what, you know, my, my thoughts and beliefs about that and how I hold me and how I hold other women. I'm just saying how I hold also how I hold other women and, and, when and their unique and their unique wonderfulness and their right. own unique gifts and beauty and creativity, that that's how I hold women, including myself. Right. But when you say you have to put up boundaries, you don't have to. I'm saying it's me. I have to. You do. Okay, you have I to. Do. I'm thinking of those women who, you know, are abused. They have a nasty husband or boyfriend who beats them or something or significant other it might be. yeah and you say hey you need gender. to put up boundaries but they're terrified or they know what's going to happen or whatever i don't i don't know i don't know I mean, if they, you wanted to stop I don't know how they would do boundaries. it yeah if you right. wanted to stop but how does someone like that stop if they're going to get i think they have to leave or hide or something but anyway that's just a different topic but I I feel for those people that are in that situation. Oh, of course. I'm just saying that if you want the behavior towards you to stop, you have to put up boundaries. Right. And sometimes in that case, in those instances when it's potentially harmful or deadly, it may mean yeah. just removing yourself from the situation. Right. right. But, but you gotta but you've gotta believe that you are able to take care of yourself and and um, by yourself call upon the call upon the abundance that that is the universe in order for you to be able to take care of yourself as an adult right and part of the difficulty is is that many people speaking of being stuck are stuck in a belief that they're still small weak dependent and vulnerable and so they look to another adult because that's what we did as children to meet our needs and to take care of us but if you don't if you don't mature yourself in mind and emotions and perception of yourself and your abilities and your powers, 
then you persist in doing it the way and seeing it the way that you did as a child, um, denying that you have the power to free yourself, that you have the power to take care of yourself, to fulfill yourself, to live the life that you want. So just what's, what's a couple of other things that you might do in order to kind of help people get stuck. And, and then, you know, of, of, of course, you know, tell us about, um, you know, maybe some new projects you got going on seminars or trainings, or just, you know, what's, you know, what's, sure. what's happening, what's happening there. So yeah, a couple of, some other ways you might, people, someone might get themselves unstuck. Well, I think to get yourself unstuck, like I do this weekly planning call and people come on, they set a goal and then they come on. And when they get stuck, they start, if they come on and talk about it, they will get unstuck. They just will. So that, that could be in my listening, that could be in my training, but when people come to me, they get unstuck because we're talking about it. I am a really good planner. If you want to get something done, I will create a plan with you. When you're not in action, we'll figure out why we will remove those obstacles, but you got to talk to me. You know, you can't escape. You have to come back and say, hey, I didn't do this. It's okay. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge you. But if you really want to get something done, you need someone to hold you to it even when, especially when you don't want to be. So that's one of the things is, you know, I had a friend who was, she wanted to do a yoga event. She just, she'd been talking about it for years. Mm -hmm. And finally, she was the one that came on the show by getting into the course. She did it. She had her yoga thing and now she's putting on yoga retreats, but she was stuck. And in the conversation, she got unstuck. So, you know, that's one of the things um, I'm doing. If anybody's stuck, um, and people didn't like that word, but really we all get stuck. I get stuck every day, but by talking about it, I get free. And then I really get to keep doing, you know, when we started these shows, it was very uncomfortable, right? When I first got my equipment, I, I couldn't even take it out of the box, but doing it anyway, and having that structure to have you do the things you're afraid to do, the things you don't think you know how to do, that's where I can help. And all they have to do to schedule a time with me my real talk book we have a a little website for it real talk with hillary with one l.com they can go buy the book if they haven't gotten it they can um take the real talk quiz to see how much they do speak up and then they can set up a time with me and i'm happy to talk to them and see you know what are they up to what are they about what do they want help with and really get them on the on the map going it could be a relationship that's not working um, it could be a career, a project. Some people, they want to clear their clutter and they're just not doing it. You know, anything, anything that's getting you, that's zapping your energy, you know, like you were talking about the creative force, it blocks your creative force when you're stuck, when you're not moving forward. So let's get you unstuck and get you loving your life again, you know? Yes. And by, by being, by being real and telling one's stories. Right. So the other thing that I heard in terms of getting yourself unstuck is that is, is that, you know, form, formulate an action step, right. Whatever that one thing is going to be. Um, and then also having someone that, um, that you can be accountable to for taking the step or not. Um, I think the other thing is that's a that's a part of that is having an understanding of what your why is for doing it or not doing it and and the how because you what I know to be true is you have to you have to know the why and the how in order to change the what 
is, mm-hmm. is how I how I describe it. And, and so one of, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Now, one of the ways that I do it, um, also it's this backward planning technique that I learned. Mm-hmm. So we actually start with you've done it. 90 days out, you've done it. And we go backwards. So you're not looking forward to see, well, how am I going to do it? No, you've already done it. And how did that happen? And it doesn't always, it never happens the way we say, but if you don't give up and if you keep, you know, kind of uncovering what's in the way, you will get there. You might not get there in the 90 days. I had a guy, he put together a glider, a wood glider. It took him a year, but he did it. You know, there have been some goals that I haven't hit in the time that I wanted, but I've hit them, you know, so you don't give up. And sometimes we have unfulfilled or un whatever our expectations aren't met and i used to stop when they weren't met so yes yes so uh, again in and there's a there's a scripture that basically says is act as though if it is already done yes so when you're saying is it's already done and by saying it's already done what you're doing is the ener- again the energy in the universe that it com- that is the essence of everything you set that into motion in in order to begin to uh, take the shape of so that appears in your physical existence. So in saying that it is already done, that's what you're doing. And then also obviously taking the steps in order to then bring it into, into the physical world. Uh, so I, so I, I love that. And, and um, what do we have time? One other thing. A lot, something that stops a lot of people, especially me, is how. I don't know how. But when you put it in your subconscious out here that it's already done, mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about the how. Your subconscious mind thinks it's really done because you're acting like it is and it'll go to work for you. It's unbelievable. Right. But you have to believe you have to believe well, you have to believe it. And it's hard to sometimes because we're so, na- you know, at least I'm but. When I can really, like, I, I had these first quarter numbers and I was like, I didn't know how. I did not know how. But I kept saying, I kept picturing myself going, we did it, we did it. That Friday, stuff just showed up and we did it. And I was like, oh my God. Yes. It really works. Because I could not, the night before, I could not have told you how that was going to happen. I couldn't yeah. have, but it did. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. So the example that I use for myself in order to help me kind of move through, get through my being stuck. And I share with other people is when I was in middle school, I made the decision to become a doctor. So at that point, I didn't know um, what it took. I didn't mean, I didn't know the curriculum. I didn't know what schools, I didn't know what the requirements were. I didn't know what tests I was going to have to take. I didn't know how long it was. I didn't know how much money it was. I didn't know any of that. What I what I what I had though, I didn't have the knowledge and the wisdom or the money, but what I had was is belief in myself and my mm. abilities and 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 the tenacity in order to to do it and to get it done. So again, what you're saying is um, believe in you and be willing to take the next step, and you'll figure out the how and get the resources as you go. That that's that's you know also what I hear. So I just you, you know, know I just want I just want I, I, 
Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I just want to thank you, of course, for being a, a, a wonderful, being a wonderful guest. This has been an awesome um, um, conversation. And, and I think one that will not only will not only touch people, but will, you know, will help them be their real, authentic, truthful selves that will, you know, help them get unstuck and, and, and understand that when you're not your real self, not only do you um, keep yourself in pain and don't serve you, but there's all the rest of us that miss out on your wonderfulness. And so um, by, by not being your real self, there's also not, not only do we miss out, but in some respects that you may not even know or understand or recognize, then the whole struggles, the whole, you know, uh, uh, it has a negative experience of suffers. Like I said, like, you know, the anus, when it gets backed up, you're going to have some problems. The whole has some problems when we are not our real, true, authentic shells, selves showing up and demonstrating our wonderfulness and therefore living the lives that we love. And, and so that, and with that, my, my, my goddess Hillary sister, uh, uh, in, in, in this, in this world, um, of, um, of, you know, of creation and, and inspiration and empowerment. Um, um, thank, again, thank you so much. And you. Um, <laughs> you are, you are more, you are more than welcome. And, uh, this has been, this has been Dr. Valen Ader awakening awakening and empowering you to live out your infinite potential to live life in the sweet spot. Thank you for joining us today in the sweet spot. Share, follow, and like us on social media. To learn more, please visit balinadurmd.com spelled B-A-L-I-N-A-D-U-R-R-M-D.com. Join us next week. And remember, when you heal your mind, all things are possible. <laughs>